0: The royal caribbean block group cruises are always a lot of fun i look forward to them every single year and this year on royal caribbean's navigator of the seas we got a chance with our biggest group cruise ever to be able to explore the southern caribbean including the abc islands and we're actually recording this episode live on royal caribbean's navigator of the seas with so many of my friends here in the conference center and uh, it's at the last day of our cruise so you might have to forgive some of the folks for having a little bit of a depressed tone in their voice but we're uh, very excited to be able to uh, to be able to, to t- share our stories about our cruise because not only was this a fun cruise on a, on an amazing ship, but we also got an opportunity to visit some really cool places, right? And the ABC Islands, I think, for a lot of us, was the motivating factor. Besides, of course, my charming personality to join us on a cruise for. And uh, joining me today, we have a lot of our folks uh, joining us, and we're going to be talking with them about the experiences they had here. And you know, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I think in the preview episode, we talked about this. That, you know, we've been to Lobby. That was our first port stop. We were visiting Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao in the Southern Caribbean. And these islands are very close to each other, but they're also very close to South America. So it's a bit of a haul. It took us, uh, you know, a couple of sea days to get over here and then a couple of sea days to come back. So it was kind of interesting. And I guess I'll start off with the big thing, which is nine nights, right? And I think we were talking about this a little before the podcast recording, having nine nights Versus you know a seven night cruise or even a, a shorter one, and does it feel longer? Does it does it make a difference having nine nights or not? And you know, Chad, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Chad's uh, sitting yeah, sitting in front of me, and you were talking a little bit about how there's a difference. You you really were able to discern the difference between seven and nine, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. That's uh, some of the people that were in my party that came with us were talking about how uh, for them you know they felt that maybe it was a little bit longer than what they would enjoy uh but for me it was great i was
0: you know i could go and we could turn back around and go back for a couple more days as far as i'm concerned <laughs> absolutely you know it was it was cool i remember that because we left on a friday and we come back on a, the following a week from this next sunday and what was interesting was the you know i remember distinctly last week on that saturday and sunday i was like oh it's it's like it's like we had like two bonus days and some people have actually said the opposite where today this weekend the last two days day eight and day nine i felt like the bonus days but i think it really does resonate because we're so used to seven night cruises it's like oh we're here for you you really do feel that difference and i think it was really cool having the extra sea days and and being able to really spend a lot of time on board dining having the opportunity to have a lot more options in there and i think that was really cool so let's talk about the um the islands i think that's really the most, probably the most and we'll start there we're gonna to just branch out from uh, that point going forward uh, we have, of course, Labadee, not to overlook Labadee. Labadee was, a, was always a great stop on there. Whose time was their first time in Labadee? Brandon, first time in Labadee. I got to go to you. What did, now, you've been to Coco K before. I've been but, to K twice. Right, but not Labadee. What did you think of Labadee? Uh, we really liked Labadee. It was a lot of fun. What, what stood out to you? What, was, what did you do there and what kind of what resonated with you?
2: Well, we walked about around and checked things out. The uh, one thing we did as far as an activity goes is we did the uh, roller coaster down the side of the hill. And that was a lot of fun, actually. And if you go, I would recommend that you get the full day pass on that because you go down one time, you have no idea what you're doing, and you're breaking all the time. You go down about the eighth time, and you're hauling down the hill. Um, so that was a lot of fun, uh, especially after a couple of labadoozies. So... <laughs>
0: Electric and driving. Nice. <laughs> You're
3: all,
0: ready. That's all right. That's What could possibly go wrong? Um, that was really cool. Uh, I mean, that, I've never actually done the coaster, believe it or not. Um, so it's great to hear that you enjoyed it. I know you did. Like, how many times did you said you did? Six or eight times. Six or eight times? Wow, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, who else was the first time in Labadee? That. <laughs> so to be clear since this is an audio recording there are certain people who are sitting in an area that's deemed the not I don't want to speak on the podcast I'm just here to, to, to listen which is fine no judgment zone but I want to make it clear uh, that there are more people that raise their hand other than Brandon but it was kind of cool did anyone do anything different in Lobby whether it was your first time or not your first time alright Charlotte: I did parasailing for the very first time and
4: it was a blast How did
0: that – so was it tandem or single?
4: It was uh, side-by-side. Okay. So I guess tandem, but tandem's more front to back, I guess. Um, It was side-by-side, and I got to – since I was by myself, just a random girl came with me, and she got to go twice. So if you ever see somebody by themselves, you might want to make friends with them, and then you get to go twice. Um, And they just started us off, and – we flew up immediately, and it was very relaxing when we were up there. Surprisingly, I thought it was going to be more thrilling, but it was—it was not. It was really fun and just beautiful from the views of Lavity and seeing the ship from up high.
0: Nice, and also, what's interesting is, and you and I were talking about this before. You've been to Disney's Private Island, yes. Castaway Key. So, what did you how did you, Labadee compare?
4: I thought there was a lot more to do on Lavity. Um, I love Castaway Key, but I feel like it's just more of a beach with some restaurants. Um, There's a a few things to do activity-wise on Castle Key. Labadee had something everywhere. It had the the coasters, the zip lines, uh, the water park, Um, just so many activities. And almost to the point that I had a hard time figuring out where I was going because, you know, they had, what, five or six different unique areas that we had to figure out where we which beach we wanted to go to and where everything was. And Castaway is not like that at all.
0: That's good. Um, you know, and I agree with you. I like the also I just like the fact that Labadie, if you've never been there, is is mountainous. It's not a it's not a glorified sand beach island, you know what I mean? It's it's the the, the beauty of it is really something that I think a lot of times is, is overlooked, but it is an important aspect to it and it makes it feel a whole lot different because you got whether it's cocaine Castaway, whatever it is Norwegian, goes to. I feel like those are all just great yeah, great syrup. Thank you. They're all just you know, they're they're they're, they're, they're like that emoji that has the one uh, palm tree coming out of the sand and surrounded by water, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just different, and I like that difference. And it has a dock, which is nice. So you know, as we I've, I've gone on record about Castaway Cave or uh, Labadee versus Coco K, but well, that's another debate for another day. They <laughs> would uh, try the zipline on Labadee? No one in the in the talking section anyway. Um, <laughs> no, it's all right. No pressure. Um, so going to the islands, I will tell you this. We went to, we were talking about the ABC islands. We did Curacao, Aruba, and Bonaire. The only reason I remember that someone told me very early on its cap. And that's the only way I remembered it. Anyway, I will tell you that I felt like I, well, I had a good time on all the islands. I did things backwards in the sense that I wish I had done what I did in... Bonaire and Curaçao and plan something for Bonaire instead of winging it uh I think that that was and that's on me I mean look sometimes you just swing and miss and that was okay um I was over with the highlight that was which was Aruba and on Aruba we had a really cool excursion this is actually I wanted to reward everybody that booked with the Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise that supported our sponsor MEI Travel and of course when you support our sponsor there's a direct one to one correlation with supporting Blog.com. there's just it only helps. It's a very much a mutual beneficial c- scenario, and so we had, we wanted to reward everybody, and we came up with this idea for a uh, a bus that would take us party bus, best way I can describe it, that would take us all over the island. And honestly, I'll be. Uh, I, I saw the description and credits. Full credit to Annette Annette Jackson came up with the idea, picked it up. and I said, okay, Annette, sure. I mean,
4: he blamed me for picking the weirdest. It was the weirdest. Yeah. What
0: was it? Who, Cuckoo. 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 Yeah, whatever. When you read if you're saying, Matt, what is that? Just go on the cruise planner. You'll see you'll know when you see it. And it was it was an excursion through the Royal Caribbean. And I looked at it and I said, oh, okay, sure. What whatever. And it's basically Yeah, so the the description basically says it's gonna bring you to a couple places on the on Aruba, and then you're gonna end up at a beach. Alright? We can make that work, right? And it was just amazing because you get on the bus and it's this bright red bus with colorings and 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 semi gratuitous uh, descriptions all over. <laughs> it, it's I don't know how to explain it. Like how could you explain? Like you, it's, you have to see it. There's maracas all across. It's basically an old school bus they converted to be this party bus. Open air. Open air. That's right. You get on there. There's there's you climb in, and and basically as soon as you get going, they're like, all right, pass the maracas around, and and they start blasting music. The everyone knows the words too. and it was a lot of fun because. My, my favorite part, this is what was so great about it, is we're on, first of all, bus three, way better than bus one,
3: right? <laughs> <Okay>. and,
0: <laughs> that's right, we had two buses that we filled up, and bus three was where the party was at. <laughs> and um, the fav- my favorite part of the, bu- of the bus was we go, th- there's a number of roundabouts, there's no red lights in Aruba And we're going through the roundabouts, and the first time we could do a roundabout, I noticed we went around the whole roundabout. <laughs> Then we went, around, we went around it again,
3: <laughs>
0: in the sense that the driver was essentially just doing donuts in the bus. With at one point with no hands, yes, he just put his hands in the air. I, and it was fun. Who knew doing donuts in a bus was fun? And uh, it was always, they had a lot of good jokes involved. They actually we went to some interesting places on there. And of course, when I think of the of this bus, of this partying, of this singing, of this dancing. The first person I think about is Billy, Billy. because Billy was really into it, guys. <laughs> but you get in there at the end. You had a good time. Yeah, it was
5: it, it was great. I mean, uh, I, I will. I think people that that have spent more than a few minutes with me realize that uh, I'm more of the air conditioned motor coach with uh, with beverage service <coughs> kind which of. We, uh, have. we should put that disclaimer out. Right. Put that disclaimer right Which on. which we did not have. Um, and, and this was far more, how can I spin this? This was far more of a, a real experience. So it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Sorry for my voice. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, um, while, uh, you know, it took me a little while to warm up to it. Clearly everyone really had a blast and the, the tour guides do a great job of keeping the energy level up. Uh, we got to a beautiful beach. There's no, no bad way to, to run that scenario. Uh, And it was definitely, um, that was definitely, uh, I've gone to a lot of places in the world, that was definitely the most unique
0: tour I've ever taken. (laughs) We'll say that. I think that's fair to say as well. Uh, We ended up at Palm Beach. The other big beach was Eagle Beach, which we saw kind of on the way back. But uh, I think that, you know, Aruba's definitely a beach kind of place. There are some other interesting things to see there. And we stopped at a church and we stopped at a Lighthouse. 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 Yes, the California lighthouse. And it was cool. It was neat. Uh, giant lizards; those were kind of cool, and but it was a fun time. And and of course, I mean, this is what group cruises are all about. And I think I was telling some of the other folks is that the the bus end in itself is is fun. But when you have the entire bus and you know everyone, and and Brandon is egging on the driver with <laughs> with comments in the front, you know, it's it's great. <laughs> <Halfway
5: back.
0: laughs> so we had a really good time in in Aruba. Curacao was really interesting. Curacao was, not, I don't know what I was expecting, but Curacao reminded me a lot of um, Cozumel or, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, St. Thomas, St. Martin. It's got a very developed, it's a city, is what it is, that's really near cruise Park. It's really beautiful. It's almost like, imagine Cozumel, but with Grand Cayman's uh, beauty, natural beauty. Like it wasn't, you know, it, it really had a lot to offer there. Very easy to walk around. And my, uh, I did, a, I did a private journeys excursion, which was the Royal Caribbean's uh, tour that they offer. Basically, the, the private journeys excursion is this idea that you can book your own private tour, but it's through Royal Caribbean, so you still have all the benefits of booking through Royal, so you get the, op- the ship's going to wait for you, essentially, probably the number one thing. And we did that one. It was really cool. We had a great time, don't get me wrong, but I wish we had encouraged – there was so much to do in Curacao downtown. I felt like I, we could have done – I would have liked to explore the city more and then done a private journeys in one of the other islands, like Bonaire as an example. <laughs> But we had a great time on there. I would think that the, uh, the when I think of uh, when I think of uh, Curacao though, did anyone here go on the pontoon bridge? Yeah. Then we get stuck on the pontoon bridge when it was moving. Brandon, Jer- me and Gerald got stuck on the pontoon bridge, and it's Gerald and I had. Does anyone remember the beginning of um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? when the when the wall is coming down. Toss me the idol. I toss you the whip. That was what Gerald and I went through. But neither of us tossed the idol, and we were stuck behind. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Just seeing... I mean, once we figured out that we were not going to die,
5: it looked
3: like it was a good time. Yeah, no, it was good. We really uh, we really enjoyed Curacao. The bridge was kind of fun to watch. and But yeah, you got good views of the city from the bridge, too, which is uh, really nice. Yeah, and is basically divided almost in two sections. You've got...
0: When you come off the ship... You're in an area. It's almost like I guess you probably best to describe it's like almost one of those pier areas, right? Like, you know, it's a, it's a port area. It's, it's specifically just for people on the ship, and then you cross this pontoon bridge, which brings you to Curacao formal downtown, which is the city. And there's lots of things going on, and there's food, and there's attractions and what have you. Um, they won't do anything particularly fun in Curacao. They want to they want to share. We'll start with you. I'll Go to Brandon.
1: So we actually went out um, with a, a excursion. We found on. TripAdvisor called ATV Buggy Tours, and you can basically rent um, a ATV or a UTV, which is um, like a large four to you know, 6 feeter, uh six-seater um, uh, machine that you can drive around. And so they have a six-hour tour and a three-hour tour. Uh, we did the six-hour tour, um, so it was my in-laws were driving one, uh, me, my wife, and my four-year-old son uh, were in the second one, and it was basically just us with our guide. Um, they didn't have anybody. They had about 19 people that signed up for the three-hour tour. We were the only ones who did the six, so we had like our own private tour, and we literally saw the entire island. We drove almost the entire outside of the island, and about 80% of it was all off-road. And once, I mean, you can you can go as slow or as fast as you want, um, as long as you can keep up with you know the, the guy who's doing the tour. And once he figured out that we were fine, you know, comfortable driving and keeping up with them he took off. I mean we were going 45 50 miles an hour um, half of the time going through deserts with you know so much dust that you couldn't see 3 feet in front of you and caught air a couple times and my little 4-year-old sitting there he was he loved it like he's jumping up and down I told a couple of the people in the group after we got back that everybody else got back and they were like nice and clean and pristine and they looked good and we looked like we had been mugged. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were filthy and we were dirty and we had mud and and dirt caked all over us um, but we got we got to see a lot of stuff we got to see uh, an area where um, a lot of the sea turtles come in and lay all their eggs you got to see a natural blowhole that had like a thousand crabs crawling in and out of it um, a couple um, like Aztec caves um, that you know are, are pretty much only accessible you know with that type of uh, uh, vehicle to get there. So it was, It was a lot of fun. It was uh, was different, different than anything else we've ever done, um, and I would definitely recommend it. Now, if we ever go back, um, we'll probably do you know the the smaller tour or you know something different there again because it was it was pretty great. So, Brandon, what did you do in Curza? Uh, We took a tour that was
2: a um, a two part tour. We went to some caves, which was interesting. Um, They were up on the side of a mountain, so we had to climb about fifty steps up to the cave. And uh, then walk through the cave is very interesting. Bats in there, water formations, things like that, slide stalagmites nights. And then we came back and did a walking tour of Curacao, and that was very interesting from a historical perspective and a architectural perspective. It was very interesting. And with respect to the most interesting thing we did was the uh, moving bridge. Um, and those who are looking at it might think it's a drawbridge. It goes up and down. It actually swings side to side so that the ships can get in. And uh, we were walking towards the bridge, and the alarm started to go off as if it was going to move. And um, we thought we were going to have to wait, and we saw people running to jump on the bridge. And, and the bridge is actually moving, and people are jumping on the bridge while it's moving. And so we said, well, while in Curacao, you know? <laughs> so, so we actually jumped on
0: a moving bridge, and that was actually pretty cool. So we, we enjoyed that. That was our favorite stop. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think Curacao... Aruba was a lot of fun because of the group, but I think from just what it offers, what I think pe- I would recommend... I think Curacao was just amazing in terms of what it offers. Just It's always nice to have a cruise port that offers the most amount of variety because, you guys know, I, I the more choices, the better, right? It's better to have too many choices, it's not enough. And I tend to agree with that. And Bonaire was interesting because Bonaire was a... <laughs> Bonaire almost felt like a cruise port that wasn't a cruise port. It was like, oh, you guys are here? All right, well, come on by, I guess. You know, it was the, the least pushiest... <laughs> Uh, people ever vendors ever for for things, and it was it was really quaint. It was quiet, and the the and I kind of alluded to this earlier was that I my my plan for uh, Bonaire was simply go out there and we were just gonna walk around. and we We're gonna discover something fun. Well, the, the the downside to winging it is you potentially can strike out. And I felt we did we struck out. We didn't find that thing. We did have a lot of fun. We walked around quite a bit. We took a water taxi back and it was kind of cool because the navigator of the seas was doing a lifeboat drill at the time. So the water taxi was going right through in between the lifeboats, which was kind of cool. And uh, But we had a good thing. We had lunch and we came back on board the ship and had a nice swim. Did anyone do anything particularly fun in Bonaire? I know there are a lot of different excursions. Uh,
3: boat, seven of us did the uh, snorkeling in Klein Beach, which is a pretty popular snorkeling excursion. But it was just about a twenty-minute taxi ride. It was only like thirty-five dollars a person, and uh, five dollars for snorkel gear. And basically, there's a current to the beach, so you drop your stuff off, walk up the beach, and then you ride the current down. But there was a lot of fish, a lot of colorful fish, a lot of uh, a lot of coral. It was, and everyone can attest to it. But everywhere in Bonaire, the the water was super clear, like really clear, and you can see really deep, and you can see all the coral and. It was a it was a good experience. It was it was affordable. It wasn't anything crazy. Seven of us went: Billy, Larissa, and um, Brandon, and Kathy, and uh, Mark, uh, a fellow Canadian, joined us. And we had we had a
5: great time. We yeah. <laughs> a flag on
3: the
0: beach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is yeah, definitely great if you're. I mean, I if you do more than five minutes of research, you're going to figure out it's a diving slash scuba diving kind of place. Yeah. It's it's very big on that
3: really that big in the diving or snorkeling, but even the beach, because it was so kind of untouched, I thought was really nice. So I was in the water for a little bit. I swam over the reef for like a minute said that it wasn't for me, but I still saw some colorful fish go by, and once I got back, just walking along the beach because there's like nothing, you know, and it's, the water's very blue, so it was really
5: pretty. Yeah, to, to that point, to, to that point, the, um, I, I know Matt, uh, you, he asked us the night before, what are you guys doing in Bonaire? And I said, Well, there are fish involved, so <laughs> good, good luck finding something else. Um, and the, while the the, the beach uh, in Klein Bonaire is there's nothing there. I mean, there there are no restroom facilities. There's not a bar. There's there's nothing there. You're just you're dropped off on on this island. <laughs>
1: A <laughs> so scrimmous scrimmous scrimmous
5: scrimmous can be yep <laughs> <sighs> they did not churn butter there uh, <laughs> but w- what was really interesting about it that I wouldn't have guessed is as long as you realize that there's nothing there the excursion at least that we did it seems it seemed common even th- the ones that weren't through Royal Caribbean uh, you're only actually on the beach for about two hours which I think is an ideal amount of time because it's hot yeah. <laughs> um even if you don't plan on snorkeling, it's such a gorgeous beach—the sand and the water color—and it's right there. It's easy to get to. Just go and just walk the beach for two hours, and I think I, that's a great way to spend time. And then you come back, you still have time to go and check out—was uh, it uh, Bon Air Blonde, the, the brewery—and brewery. Um, and you know the, the other stuff that the city has to offer. So while it's definitely a dive-focused destination. <laughs> I, I would say if you don't know what to do, go over to Climb Bonair and just to enjoy the views.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. Uh I, I saw the photos and it definitely looked very, very nice and um, you know Bonair Bonaire is an interesting place. It's just it's different because it's not as built up as some of the other cruise ports, but everything's so close. That was the nice thing about all these ports we visited. You could they were all docks, you could all easily walk off. There weren't like these huge mega docks like is in a huge dock, but it's a bit of a walk to, from ship to. It's like Akio yeah, docks. Yeah, Akio <laughs> docks, right? But it's, these were all really. In fact, Bonaire was like you step one foot off the ship and like you're in Bonaire as opposed to, you know, the the dock, which is really nice. But um, Chad, did you do something in uh, Bonaire? Well,
1: not necessarily something that I did. I went scuba diving. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out for anybody listening is I've been to Bermuda before, and one of the. Um, You know, popular things about Bermuda is supposed to have uh, many uh, pink sand beaches. And I actually saw considerably more pink sand beaches in Curaçao and Bonaire than I did in Bermuda. Um, Because I guess Bermuda has been more um, commercialized than, you know, either. And and Curaçao is, to a certain extent, Bonaire is not at all. Um, But especially, like, going under the water and there was a beach that we stopped at um, on our excursion in Curaçao. And there was more pink sand there than there was white. Um, so if that's if that's something that you want to see and that you're interested in um, they were it was pretty heavily uh, In both of those places
0: Nice, um, I will also speak in the beaches. I'm glad you mentioned that I was thinking that in Aruba the beaches we mentioned Palm Beach and Eagle Beach, but these are massive beaches It's almost like seven mile beach in Grand Cayman. There is no one beach. There's little areas But none of the beaches can all the beaches can be used by anybody. They're all public beaches so even though the Holiday Inn may be on this particular set there's no reason you can't actually go to that particular part of the beach. So it's really important, just like in Grand Cayman, when you're talking, you know, what you want to do. You can go find a subsection of the beach, which is just literally you and the sand. You can sit there. You can go to an area and have a chair, an umbrella, bar service. It's really up to you what you're looking for in the, in the, in the, the, you know, what you want to do at the beach there. So going to Aruba, planning that ahead. I know that sometimes I read, oh, there's Eagle Beach and there's uh, Palm Beach, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's – that there's just a beach uh, in that sense. It's actually a really large area. So it's kind of cool that they had, a, they had quite a bit uh, to offer over there. So let's talk like about the three islands over there. And, of course, there's Navigator of the Seas. Uh, a lot of fun on board here. And uh, I, I think that there was I, – I heard a wonderful array of different things that were going on on Navigator. Uh, for the folks that are here, if you want to raise your hand, is there something that you particularly enjoyed about Navigator, be it a show – be it an event, be it a restaurant, something that stands out in your mind that you really thought was a, a particular interest when you went on. Because we did a lot of specialty dining. We played a mini golf tournament. That was a lot of fun. Um, the We saw the the number of shows across the ship. and um, There have been a lot of different ones, which is nice. I, we did Many of you know I did Navigator last year and then a couple of years before that. And the interesting thing about Navigator this year was that a lot of the shows were very different to me. Uh, being a nine night, and that may be something, Bill, you were alluding to earlier about the difference between a nine night and a five night or a seven night. But uh, quite a bit of a variety in terms of what that offers, and I like that. Um, there are a lot of different shows. What was everyone What was uh, anyone have a particular favorite show they saw on board? Like the uh, there was the Broadway show, the Elton John show. The there was what was it? The juggler was the that was a big one that people were talking was was. Yeah, do you saw it, Brandon? Uh, well, I, I didn't want to go see a juggler,
2: but uh, we decided to go anyway because there was we were looking to fill some time, and the guy was hilarious. I mean, he was really funny and um, did a you know, pretty good juggler too. So, I would, you know, I guess, what I would say is don't have presuppositions as to what the show is going to be. Go track it out, check it out. You can always leave if you want to. Now, just be
0: careful because the guy might heckle you if you leave in the middle of the show. But uh, check it out. Yeah, the ice skating show is one that always comes to my mind. People say, "Oh, ice skating show, come on!" It's on ice skate, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen the ice skating show. There's yeah, but it's a uh, it's a fun show. Um, they do a really great job with it. Uh, I think we ate at all, especially restaurants. The uh, Giovanni's is my wife's favorite. Uh, she really liked that one quite a bit. The the steak on the menu was, was quite good, and uh, I tried the. I don't know if anyone tried the. They I I was looking at the options at Giovanni's, and I was looking at them like nothing really jumped out at me in terms of what I wanted to eat there. So I saw there was a spinach and some kind of cheese crepe in a bolognese sauce. It's like, all right, well, Windjammer's still open for another hour or so, so I can I can hit that up if this is really bad. And it was actually really amazing. It was really one of those things I wanted to be like, oh, I wanna, can I cancel that other thing I ordered and just keep getting this again? That was really good. The, uh, of course, Sabor, my tuna tacos, amazing. Uh, and the other thing we probably should talk about is the big change in Sabor which is the guacamole being made uh, backstage Now that's something that a lot of us heard about in the last couple weeks coming up to the, leading up to this cruise and it's true that on Sabor they don't make the guacamole in front of you anymore it's been a change because of uh, US health uh, regulations they have to now do it behind the scenes in the kitchen my concern was there was a big vados guacamole being made at 9am and by the time I got there at 8 o'clock at night I'm still getting the same guacamole which would not be ideal but I can tell you that it's not the case because we customized the guacamole that we wanted to get. We told them we wanted, you know, extra lime juice, and spicy or not spicy, and they customized it right on the spot, which was great. So while I do miss the spectacle of it, it still tastes amazing, and I'm so I'm still giving my thumbs up on, on the guacamole. Yeah,
5: they still let you uh, customize. So even though even though they don't make it in front of you, it's clear they're making it for you in that they're asking you know, do you, do you like it spicy, not so spicy? Is there something you want different? So we had extra lime. Always ask for extra lime. Yes. You're doing it wrong if you don't. And uh, so the, the the quality was, was no different. Uh, I think they just need to maybe put a window in the galley to, to keep up That's the reputation. <coughs> we should talk about what we did. Yeah.
0: yeah. So one of the things we did, by the way, I like that idea, Bill. They should put a window so you can see them working over there, making it, you know, <laughs> backstage. That would be kind of cool. But one of the things we did during this cruise is we had something called GuacFest, which is, of course, we all love Sabor. There's many great dishes we can choose from. But we'd be lying if we didn't say that the guacamole is the is the thing to check out there. So we were able to – and again, full credit to uh, the folks at MEI Trout for helping us out, uh, set this all up. We had basically our own private time in Sabor to have literally a just constant sampling of guacamole. And they actually I had a bonus. We had some nice appetizers there to go as well. So you had a little bit of mini lunch and uh that was really nice to be able to just have unfettered amount of guacamole and not get the other food in the way so to speak it's like what's really good but the guacamole is really where it's at so that was a lot of fun these are kind of the fun things we came up with uh for the group cruise what was everyone's favorite meat on the group whether it was guac fest or one of the others we did um we did match game for the first time match game game. game. all right i didn't want to lead the witness but (laughs) match game was a lot of fun i think uh that was uh, that was definitely a, a big hit. Basically, if, you, if you're listening to this, you don't know what the heck is Match Game. Match Game is the old 1970s game show where uh, basically there's a panel and you have to guess certain. There's fill in the blank kind of uh, game. And go to YouTube and go check it on out. It's a lot of fun. But ours was 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 a great time as well. And I think it was a really great cruise. I mean, we were, I think we generally all had a great time. I think there were smiles all over the place and, and people had a great uh, cruise. And of course, if you're listening to this and say, boy, this sounds like a wonderful time. I would love to do this again or for the first time. Well, good news—we've got you covered.
3: <laughs> Royal Caribbean's Harmony
0: of the Sea, September 2017, coming up. Uh, and of course, you can still join us for that. That's our next group cruise, and uh, we're very, very excited to to check that one out.
5: <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Does anybody
0: know how many days? <laughs> yes, know how many days till the cruise? It's a good question. Yeah. Although we have the recording time, uh, but anyway, yeah. it is coming up very soon, and there's still time to join us. Some great rates. You can do it. We're already planning some of the fun events, which one of which I accidentally shared on the group chat. But if you paid attention, you saw it. Um, but well, we have a lot of great ideas for the for the uh, for the group cruise, and that's what I love about the group cruises because, I, above all we're talking about a lot of different things here. But I love about it. How many days? Uh, Two hundred three days. Thank you, Brandi. And by the time this episode comes out, it'll be like one ninety something. So even better. the. Um, one of the things I love about it is just walking around the ship and just seeing friendly faces anywhere I go. You know what I mean? Whether it's Jody or Jay, Billy. Uh, <laughs> but it's great seeing friends all over the ship and being able to just, you know, whether it's a quick chat at Cafe Promenade or we're sitting down and and, and crashing Brett's dinner. It, it's been known to happen, right? And we had a great time kind of enjoying each other's company, I thought. And I really enjoyed having Friendly basis for sailway, for all these things. So it felt like it was just a huge family together for a cruise. And I, I want to thank everybody for having for joining us here, and what a great time we had on board Navigator in the Sea. So, guys, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk again very soon on another Rokubian Blog Live episode on a group cruise. Thank you.